recording. Well, good day, everybody, and welcome back to another weekly uh, podcast from Grow the Bench. I'm here with Phil Harwood, and we are um, together in kind of a remote fashion today. So if we sound a little different, don't worry about that. We're just, we're being flexible and we're on the road and um, putting it together as, as we go. So making it happen. Welcome back. We're making it happen. So how are you, Phil? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, and I'm excited to kind of continue a conversation from last week. um, Because honestly, on the way home, we went, we went to see Top Gun last night Mm, and it it was amazing, IMAX, all that. And then you go past the gas station and it's un you know, you just get your eyes popped oh, out every time oh. you drive. Oh man. Wah, wah. So um I know this is translating into issues for, for those of you that are in business. So I think you have some some insight into how you can handle the inevitable price increases that we're looking at. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, Neil's been writing about this. I've been writing about this. This is very top of mind for us because we're, we live in the same world that you do and everyone else does. And um, prices are just climbing up everywhere. Um, You know, no matter what it is, whatever you're buying, whether it's lumber or food or gas or, you know, uh, a service, um, everything is just boom, boom, boom. Like, Oh, this used to be ten dollars, and now it's nineteen fifty. Like, whoa! When did that happen? <laughs> well, it happened yesterday. So, and and so, you know, in our industry, uh, there's kind of a double whammy going on because not only do we have the current price increases of labor and all the you know supply chain items, um, we also have years and years and years of price stagnation where we. People are afraid to raise prices. They were locked in for three years, five years, renewing with no price increases or or getting you know thrown out. And so it, we, I mean, literally, I can't. It's shocking to me how long prices have stayed the same. There are there are prices. And I know things all everything's relative, and there's there's a supply and demand going on in the world, but. I mean, there are there are prices, actual true prices that are in place or that were in place, you know, pre-pandemic that haven't changed in 20 years, which is mind-boggling to me. And some of them have actually gone down, which is cool if there's a reason, you know, if there's a technology or productivity increases, that's a good thing, I guess. But I mean, as an industry, we've been just stuck for so long. So now it's like, okay, well, if we don't have to, if we have permission to renew contracts, not at the exact same price, well, now we have 20 years of catching up to do. And we have a pandemic and all this other post-pandemic supply chain issues and inflation and, you know, all the other things that are going on right now. So it's a, it's a huge double whammy. And uh, so that's why it's top of mind. And that's why Neil and I are both writing about this every week. (laughs) So you mentioned really kind of three levels. I, it was startling to me to see, you know, presenting increases of 10, 20, or in some cases, even 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of goes back to what you're saying about catching up. But how how can you do that 
without having a customer just look at you like you've got three heads. Yeah, well, that was kind of the point of my blog, um, you know, and these blogs are really short. So there's only so much we can say in 300 words or whatever. But, um, uh-huh. you know, I think yep. there's there's a <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I, I was saying, yep, you're right. Yeah. There's only so much you can address. So, I mean, the, the, the first point I was making is that, you know, there's there's a, there's a certain amount of matter of factness that has to go into this. Um, everybody knows what's coming. Everybody understands there's price increases, you know, maybe not 30%, but everybody understands prices are going up. So labor's, you know, you have a very significant labor shortage. So labor prices are just climbing up through the roof. And, you know, that's a, that's a major component of our pricing in our industry. We're in the service business. So, you know, if any service business that's labor driven, whether it's, you know, a, a mechanic at a car dealership or a plumber or anybody who's providing service. I mean, if labor is your biggest cost, well, okay, well then you're going to get a huge price increase every time there's a new opportunity. Um, so in some ways, you know, you, you just have to say, well, our, my customer is going to expect this. So, so, you know, they might not expect 30%, but they're going to expect, expect a significant price increase. So, so be matter of fact about it because they are expecting it. If they're not expecting it, it's like, oh, really? Like, come on, okay, you're, now you're just playing a game or you're insulting me or, you know, you know, maybe you're not my customer anymore. But, you know, any reasonable person's gonna expect a significant price increase, especially if this is a renewal of a contract that's been in place for more than a year, especially if it's a three-year deal or something and you haven't raised your prices in three years or five years or 20 years. I mean, come on, okay, so. So there, that don't price you, increase is, is, is a given. And don't you think that you can almost align yourself with your customer and mutually be looking at how difficult all this cost increase is because you're both in business and you're both facing the same types of stresses? Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And I think there's, there's mm-hmm. different ways of approaching this. You know, I wouldn't be in a rush to, you know, eliminate services, you know, like, oh, well, we used to do this every week, we'll do it every other week, and, and your property will look horrible. No, I don't think that's the right approach. I actually think the approach is, you know, st- don't be, um, you know, competing with your customer for, you know, who's going to win this, this uh, negotiation. I think the, uh, the, uh, the better approach is move around to the customer side of the table, roll up your sleeves and work with your customer to create something that your customer can can feel good about and get approved by their bosses. And you know, one of the nice ways to do that is to greatly increase the scope, change the scope so radically that it's not even the same thing anymore. So it's not apples to apples anymore. It's it's something completely new. Okay. We used to buy an orange yeah. food, now we're buying a, a a leopard, you know. Um, so it's just something totally different. Okay. We're here's a bundle of services that you've paid for for 20 years. Now I'm going to offer you a completely uh, different, it's going to include those services, but it's going to include a lot more. So it's a bigger thing and it's not a comparison anymore. And so you're getting a lot more value there and you're, you're destroying the ability to do the apples to apples comparison. Great idea. That, seen it that work. seems so doable. I've mm-hmm. seen it work. And I have a great example, the city that I used to live in, uh, here in Michigan, um, uh, 
they had they had a service contract for maintenance services, grounds maintenance services, and they decided to um, kind of re reinvent the whole package. And they had they took quotes from all kinds of different you know um, types of people that are that work with municipalities to do this type of work. The winning bid was like four times what they had paid previously, because it included wow. way more things. It included all these upgrades and well, let's tear this out and re and it was all this extra stuff. But it was stuff that was really important that no one was bringing to their attention. So you had you had twenty bidders that were all just you know beating each other up over a few dollars and then you had one company that was four times more than everyone else and they got the they won the bid well there you go yeah that's crazy now you're going to be dealing to i'm sure some of our listeners are thinking this this sounds great you have a lot of experience phil um our our sales team could really use some support and techniques that kind of thing what's going on um, that can be offered for for people to be upping their game in the sales area? Well, number one, we have an incredible amount of material on Grow the Bench. So I would go to growthebench.com, check out all of our sales-related material. It's just super great um, sales information um, as far as sales planning, strategy, uh, selling techniques, all those all those recorded videos that we have are just phenomenal. Um, so if you haven't plowed through those, I would absolutely go through those. But we have an event coming up uh, next week, and um, it's the first of two sales-focused events that are happening uh, this summer. And they're focused on snow removal, but I'm telling you, 90% of the core material would apply to any person in sales. Um, if you were gotcha. selling, you know... Um, you know, appliances, this would apply to you. <laughs> I guarantee it. So um, yeah, it's, it's uh, our forum for sales at Snowfighters Institute and registrations open at snowfightersinstitute.com. So this is a two-day event. It's in Ohio. It's in person. We have a nice dinner set up. We have two solid full days of incredible education on, on sales strategy and techniques. And then we also have a third day, which is a whole separate registration and event um, focused on estimating. And that's that's next cool. week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Ohio. We'd love to have you there if you can pull it off. If you can't make it, I know next week's quick. If you can't make it to Ohio next week, we're going to be doing that two-day forum for sales again in August up in the New York City area. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I, I would certainly, being an Ohio resident, encourage people. It's a great time of year to be in Ohio. If you can swing it and get to um, the location in Orville, Ventrac is an amazing mm-hmm. um, facility yes. and high in hospitality. Uh, that forum for sale sounds phenomenal. And to tack on the estimating workshop, you got three killer days of, of really serious training. Yeah, and thank so, you for mentioning that. Sounds that sounds great. Our, our host there next week is, is VentTrack. If you don't know VentTrack, go to vent, VentTrack, V-E-N-T-R-A-C.com. They make a um, articulating tractor that has an enormous amount of attachments and is widely used in the golf industry, landscape, snow removal, um, 
large estates, municipalities, colleges. Um, and this is a machine that's just incredible. Um, and they're great hosts. Like you said, they have wonderful facilities. Yeah. We'll do a tour. Uh, they're going to feed us for two days. It's going to be wonderful. So, <laughs> and it's, and it's in a beautiful part of our state. So I'll brag mm -hmm. a little bit on Ohio and just say that if you can swing it, bring your family and stay someplace locally and enjoy a beautiful area of the state at a beautiful time of year. So, okay. um, you can be win, win, win across the board. Great. Well, thank you, yeah. Leslie. Absolutely. Thank you, Phil. It's been a, an interesting conversation about, again, a super relevant topic that we're all facing. Um, and I hope that everybody finds this information helpful. Remember, look up the blog. There are links there for the Forum for Sales and the Estimating Workshop, as well as Snow Fighters Institute. Correct. All right. Have Thanks a good day, so Leslie. much. Everyone, have a great day. Take care.